There's no doubt that small businesses are the foundation of our communities. That's why MasterCard has invested in tools to support small business owners as they grow their business. With MasterCard tools and resources, you can increase sales by shortening checkout time, broadening your customer base, and tapping into new opportunities to increase customer loyalty. So get started. Discover all the ways MasterCard can help guide, grow, and protect your business at mastercard.ca forward slash small business. At Scotiabank, we know how important thriving businesses are for the strength of our economy. Our team of experienced advisors across the country can provide you with tailored advice, leading products, and valuable resources to help achieve all your financial goals. We're here for every future. Let's get started today. Visit us at scotiabank.com slash smallbusiness. Welcome to the Startup Canada podcast, where we talk to Canada's most innovative and entrepreneurial leaders and changemakers. I'm your host, Rick Spence, and as a business journalist, editor, and entrepreneur, I've learned what makes Canadian startups special, successful, and scalable. Join me every Tuesday at 10 a.m. ET to hear news stories of Canadian entrepreneurs and learn about the moments that mattered most on their journeys. The Startup Canada podcast is a production of Startup Canada. Don't forget to subscribe to the show wherever you listen to your podcasts. Entrepreneurs from coast to coast to coast, welcome to the Startup Canada podcast. Today, we're talking tech, purpose, and predictions. On the show today, we're thrilled to have John Camilleri of HP Canada. John is a veteran of the Canadian IT industry, currently leading HP's channel and commercial sales organizations. He's responsible for the performance of HP's resellers, managed service providers, alliances, and distributors. His team's also responsible for HP's small and medium business segments across Canada. Prior to HP, John has held leadership positions with several tech companies, including Oracle, Samsung Electronics, IBM, and Cinex Canada. John's a graduate of York University in Toronto with a degree in liberal sciences. John, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Rick. Great to be here. John, the way we start things off at uh, the Startup Canada podcast is to make sure that our listeners know that our podcast is going to have information that's relevant to them and their business lives, so they stick with us for the whole thing. So let's start off by saying, what are the most important things that you hope entrepreneurs will take away from our conversation today? Well, I think first and foremost, I love entrepreneurs, uh, creative people, uh, risk takers, and tend to take ownership of everything uh, that uh, revolves around their business. So it's, it's a, an honor, it's been an honor to spend so many years working with entrepreneurs in our channel. I think, you know, one of their biggest strengths uh, should be uh, and really has been throughout the years has been their ability to adapt, um, really change. The industry changes so frequently, so quickly, um, and their ability to adapt is absolutely critical. And I think the other key part, which is really uh, a a fundamental in our business is focus on the customers, Uh, not only, you know, what they need today, but also where are they going? What, what are they trying to achieve? It's our job really to help them get there. I think those are the two things that I, I would say uh, I would like them to take away from this discussion. That's fantastic. I think you had, had them when you said you love small business and entrepreneurs. So that's, that's great. Let's clarify, 
What is HP these days? Is it still mainly a, a, a hardware seller? I remember reading once that Inc, <laughs> printer Inc, uh, was responsible for a lot of uh, revenues. Um, but what is, the, what is HP best known for today? So we, we, our primary uh, business is the print and uh, print business along with our supplies business as well as our PC business. We operate in many different areas, both in the commercial space and the consumer space. Um, and you know, our business scales from, you know, our customers scale from you know, one person shops to very large corporations and government bodies. So we're, uh, we're providing all kinds of solutions to, to those uh, entities. Uh, we do so in the traditional way and really starting to do things a little bit differently these days as we start to broaden our offering of not only product, but solutions as well. So tell me about uh, some of these new services. Sure. So in addition to selling our traditional technologies, hardware, if you will, we're also selling solutions that um, speak to managing fleets, whether they're PCs or uh, uh, printers. It's all about management of the environment. So we have a lot of tools and software that we've developed along with our partners to really address some of the, these things. The other thing that we're very focused on these days uh, because it's become so critical is around security. So we've developed security platforms that really protect our partners and the customers, obviously, from you know, re very real threats that we're seeing you know, uh, more and more these days. So we've evolved from a pure hardware company, if you will, to one that provides solutions and expanding into new markets. And that's actually the advice I have for most entrepreneurs I talk to is, you're sure you're making a product, but let's figure out how you can sell something to someone more than once every three years. So that uh, sounds like we're on the same uh, wavelength here. Tell us a little bit about you, John. You had like a Bachelor of Arts from York University. How do you get to HP from there? <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I was uh, very fortunate to start my career uh, at a time when we saw major expansion in in the, in the PC business to begin with. Um, and so the timing was just incredible. I had never intended to get into that, uh, you know, that area, but, uh, but here we are, you know, over 30 years later and, and it's been a, it's been a great journey. Um, and I've, I've worked in the reseller community as a sales rep. I've worked in the distribution channel as a sales rep and in management and for the past several years, really, I've been with HP running the channel organization on the commercial side of the business. Um, and so it's been great. And, and uh, you know, it's been, I actually left HP for four years. I've returned now for 11. Uh, it's been 11 uh, years. But prior to that, I was with the company for nine years, uh, originally stemming from Compaq, if you remember who Compaq uh, Absolutely. So, I mean, it's it's been a great a great ride. I think um, HP is a great organization to work with. You know, they we have you know a tremendous amount of integrity in our organization. We are a very innovative company, and you know, I think HP puts people first and values integrity, um, and that's why I've been here for so long. So it's been it's been great. That is really cool. So let's talk tech. Now, you're the leader of many commercial channels for HP, including their small and medium business team. So I presume you've got a fairly deep understanding of Canadian markets and what they're doing in tech and what they need and what their problems are. Just wondering what trends you've been seeing in terms of tech usage and buying habits 
across Canada. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's just so many changes that have taken place. I think really, you know, we've, the market's just evolving at such a rapid pace. Um, and, and frankly, it has been for some time. Customers and partners, they research things differently than they used to. They buy technology differently. They evaluate technology differently. And, I mean, and they're, they're very committed to really improving the experience of their people, whether that's with customers or it's internal. I think there's just been this, this real big change in the way uh, small, medium business really look at technology and how they acquire technology and, and what's of priority to them. And I think as a community, we, we really need to embrace it and, and develop solutions to address them. Um, you know, we're at a time where, where SME can have, you know, extremely secure environments that you would have only found in large institutions. Well, that's crept down into all sizes of business. And, um, and I think uh, as, these thing as these types of services uh, and solutions, uh, you know, become easier to acquire, um, I think we'll see that uh, really find its way more deeply into the small media business segments. We know that business has really changed in the past couple of years because of COVID. I'm wondering what kind of effect that's had on HP and its marketplace. Yeah, well, it's it's had a profound change. Uh, it's affected us in a in a very profound way. I mean, from a from a practical standpoint, you know, we work with our partners to ensure we have visibility to customer requirements and in it as much advance notice as possible. It ba basically. It'll minimize disruption, uh, and it gives us an opportunity to provide guidance to the partner and to the customer. Um, so I think um, I, I think I think that's been the the kind of the how we've been working through that. And I think also when you do that, you know, we tend to remain transparent uh, and we add to the customer end of the partner. This isn't the time for disguising thing. This is a time to be to open the books and have real honest conversations in terms of some of the challenges we're all facing. And that's what we do. Right. And the whole work from home thing, how does that affect a company like HP? Because I'm thinking that suddenly we're back to the situation in, I don't know, <laughs> the, the, the 1990s again, when everyone had different types of computers and nothing could talk to each other. And, 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 and you know, there must be some standardization efforts among businesses, a lot of security efforts to, 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 to help people out, maybe a lot of upgrading stuff. Has that, has, has that been a boon for HP or is it just nonstop headaches? No, I, I think it's been it's it's it has been an opportunity to really focus in on the technology side of the business. Um, all of a sudden, you know, you're at home. There's lots of background noise. How do you minimize that? Um, you know, you're on a screen all day. What type of screen are, are you using? Um, is it is it bothering you? Is there do you need a second screen? Do you need a third screen? I mean, there's a whole bunch of different things going on that's really enhanced our uh, our position in the market. Uh, and, and I think that's true because we're such a technology-focused company, um, and and so we've 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 been very fortunate uh, as an organization to uh, have had found, find success in this market. Now it's been very disruptive. Don't get me wrong; it's not like it's been easy, and it's caused a lot of challenges for people on the personal and professional side. So it's not been an easy ride, but we've maintained, um, you know, we've maintained our strategy. We think we're delivering the best solutions in market. 
uh, including collaboration technology. And uh, so it's been, it's been tough, but there's also been opportunities in it. Right. And I was actually going to ask you, I'm not sure if you're responsible for sales of collaboration technology, but I understand that HP has its own meeting solution. Is, 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 is there a hole in the marketplace that you can uh, take advantage of? Yeah, I think there's, I think the biggest opportunity is the recognition of that and how important that has become. I think that's that's some that's a that's that's something that we crossed during our experience with COVID. So yeah, we we have uh, collaboration tools that we leverage, uh, that we have partners. We have partners that are only focused on collaboration. Um, so no, it's it's introduced a new opportunity for us, and uh, it's going quite well. So let's go back to business owners. Um, I'm wondering what the most important considerations are these days that that business founders should be taking into account when they're equipping their spaces and their teams, what do, what, what do they need to know now that they didn't the last time they did a, an overhaul, you know, three or four years ago? Yeah. So, I mean, one of the things that's become really top of mind for people as they work from home, and I've mentioned it earlier, is security. In addition to collaboration and, and the ability to, you know, have effective calls uh, with customers and partners. But security is a big part of that. And um, I think this has been a very daunting, um, you know, situation for, you know, large and small corporations. It's, you know, no longer protected um, at the office. You're now at home and, you know, there's a reliability on the the technology you have at home. So I think think there's been a real change uh, in the mind shift around, you know, how important endpoint security is. And And that goes for printers and, uh, personal systems. It's not just uh, PCs that you know you have that challenge with. It's also on your your printers that you know they're connected to a network. They've got an IP address and therefore can be hacked. So you know these types of things have become top of mind for sure. I've got to ask you, what's a hacked printer look like? I mean, anything I print goes. <sighs> To the, yeah. to, to, to the the desperados or what? well don't forget you know a lot of printers have a storage device on them right you can save to printers and right. even even entry level have that capacity to some degree um, so there's data on it um, and uh, and so it's important that you know because like I said earlier it does have an IP address it's out there um, and you need to be careful with that so you know we we have uh, not all printers have the most robust technology, but there are printers that we have and quite a few of them. That's, that's really what our strategy is around when it comes to print is around security as well as workflow. And, and, you know, you know, this is, this is critical and it, it, it you shouldn't really think about it any different than you would a PC. Fascinating. It, <laughs> there, the, there's your tip of the day right there for the, the business owners out there. As you look at your fleet. Let me go back to one of the things you said earlier, John. You talked about one of the things that uh, you admire about HP is its values. And uh, the company does seem to take sustainability seriously. Uh, It lists three key areas of concern, planet, people, and community. And I'm wondering, is this just the sort of thing that you put on your website to look cool? Or do you really see HP as taking this seriously? and and actually living their values. Yeah, I mean, I think this is a huge, uh, huge topic, um, you know, as we become more and more educated about what's going on out there and have access to greater amounts of information. I think, you know, there's just a general better understanding of the important things that are going on. And we do take, as you say, planet, people and community very seriously. 
Um, it is about, uh, you know, carbon emissions, emissions. It's, it is about the forest. Um, it, you know, people is really about trying to develop a, a culture of inclusion and belonging. It's about empowering workers. Uh, and really, it is about social justice in the community uh, and racial and gender equality. We are very serious about these things. Um, we, we, as you may be aware, we, we have metrics. I mean, we have expectations we've set. Uh, we've gone to market with it. And, and, uh, and so this isn't just something that we talk about or we tick off on some kind of RFP response. These are things that HP lives every day. Um, and and we're trying to make a difference. Uh, we, we, we've come to realize that the community extends far beyond the borders of HP. Um, and so, you know, we're taking a very, a very uh, detailed approach um, and one that's measurable. And can I, can I push you on this? I'm just curious if you could, you, you, you mentioned absolute metrics or clear metrics. Um, can you tell me anything about a couple of, can you give me an, like an example or two? Of you know where your commitment is? Yeah, sure. So, you know, one of the uh, a few things actually. So, first of all, you know, if you don't have metrics, you can't measure anything. If you don't set out set goals, you can never achieve them. We all know that. And you know, how do you how do you measure success without data? So, yet you, you can't. You you just can't. And so, we have very specific goals that we align to. For instance, um, with our sustainability message, we launched what's something that's called uh, uh, Amplify Impact, which is really uh, the, providing our partners the ability to onboard and create their own sustainability uh, practice, if you will, uh, to, because a lot of them are interested in it, but they just don't know how to get going. And so, you know, we have goals set out um, to ensure that we recruit as many partners in our ecosystem that want to, you know, make a difference in this world. And it's been a, it's been a real, real big success uh, here in Canada. We're still, we're still bringing on new partners. It's a, it's a long road. It's a marathon. It's not a race. It's a, it's a real, uh, real effort to get partners on board. But what we're finding is that more and more of them are choosing to come on board. It's all voluntary, so there's no, you know, there's no mm. one forcing anybody to join, um, and it's having real impact. We also, when it comes to the sustainability message and how we get it out into the marketplace, uh, we track all discussions that we have with. Uh, customers related to sustainability. So in our um, in our tools, uh, in our uh, uh, sales productivity tools, we actually mark down. We know exactly how many conversations our teams have had on a weekly basis, which people have had them, which of them needs to be pushed a bit on them, um, and so we we really do uh, we really do embrace it, and you know we're very serious about measuring it and ensuring that this this is not just a short term popular thing to do. This is about um, you know this is about the long the long term for sure, and we're very committed to that. Right. And sorry, a minute ago you mentioned that you're actually working with partners to encourage them and help them along their own sustainability journeys. In that case, as a partner. Customer, or retail channel, suppliers, or any or all of the above? It's really any all of the above. We have our commercial resellers, you know, our systems integrators. Um, we have retail as well, partners who 
who you know are delighted that uh, they can work with an organization that you know who are themselves very committed and provide them a platform to get on board. And I think this is kind of the missing link, right? How, you know, we, we all care about sustainability, but how do, how do we get our organization to think that way? You know, what are the tools involved? What's the data? There's so much information out there. You don't really know what's real and what's not. And, and so we kind of, you know, package that all together and encourage our partners to join us um, on our sustainability uh, track. That's fantastic. I wish more companies did that because um, it's got to be a team effort. It can't not be a team effort. And don't get me started on scope three emissions. So, <laughs> <laughs> so can you give us any examples of, have, have you seen any impact in this work that you're doing? You know, is there, can you look somewhere and say, hey, we're making progress? Yeah, I think the way we, we measure progress is, you know, some of the things that we do internally. Like, for example, we track all volunteer, uh, all the volunteering. Uh, we have a certain expectations. Again, nothing, nothing uh, you know, it's, it's all voluntary, but we track how many community hours are, are, uh, we spend uh, trying to contribute to, you know, all of the important things we're trying to achieve. Um, so we, you know, we track those. Um, and the other, the other part of it is tracking how many partners have onboarded with us in Canada. Now that is a, um, that is a, uh, you know, number that's kind of growing uh, every, each and every day, because like I said earlier, it is a marathon. So we continue to push our partners and ask them if they're interested. And if they're not, they're not. And re let's remember that a lot of our partners already have a sustainability strategy. Um, so for those partners, great. Um, that's fantastic. But if you don't, you know, we're here to help you. So that's, that's kind of how we're managing our business. Right, right. I'm just wondering, is there any way to compare sort of the Canadian take up of this sort of uh, united effort versus any other countries in the world, maybe specifically the one directly to the south of us? We're, we're definitely holding our own uh, and then that's some. So yeah, we're doing, we're doing very well. Um, I, you know, I think generally the the world views Canadians as um, sustainability leaders to some degree. Uh, we've kind of always had that reputation. Uh, so there's a lot of pressure on the team to, you know, ensure that we are very successful in this program for sure. Uh, but, you know, we're doing very well. I would say we're, in, you know, we're, we're at the, you know, toward the top of the uh, top of the world when it comes to uh, um, our, our local efforts here in Canada. Well, that's, uh, that, that's terrific. So congratulations on that. And uh, I wish you good, good luck with it and good growth in the future because we all need to do this together. Thank you. John, we talked about COVID earlier, but I'm wondering if there's any other uh, initiatives that HP is, uh, is carrying out that will really help employers through this new world of work going forward. So thanks for that opportunity. So, you know, kind of just to, to just summarize it, we are really transforming our business from a, from a digital standpoint. Uh, we have tremendous amounts of data that we've collected from our partners. Um, and with that data, we are able to advise partners where the market opportunities are, where they need to focus, what segments seem to be growing, um, you know, what are the opportunities, what segments seem to be declining. And so this is a, uh, a, really, uh, a really big part of our business now and a true value proposition for our partners. And the idea is to help guide them as to where they need to go and how to grow their business. And um, that's all under what is called the, our Amplify program, 
Um, and it's, it's been working really well. We've got great feedback from our partners so far. And what kind of benefits specifically, can you give me any examples, would business owners get out of this project? Sure. So, you know, some of our data insights, remember, we're able to look at uh, different types of markets. Uh, we're able to look at what partners have purchased, uh, where they've sold them, uh, where the biggest uptake is. Uh, there are scenarios where partners have sold product that, you know, warranty is coming to an end. We proactively let them know that they have, you know, these, these following units uh, have, uh, you know, have run, run out of warranty. This is an opportunity for you to either sell new product or upgrade the warranties. All kinds of different information that really provides a partner the opportunity to grow their business and to be strategic about it. Very cool. Very cool. Let's look ahead now. Let's look a little bit further than uh, the end of COVID. Um, interested in your predictions for the, the, the future of technology, the future of technology for a small and medium-sized business, and, uh, and you know, how, how these markets are going to change. Well, they're going to change. I mean, I'm not really great at predictions, but, uh, you know, I'll say that, um, you know, it will, it will continue to evolve. I, I think what you're going to see uh, more and more from companies like HP, and, and we're, we're, we're getting there now, is, you know, customers, including SMB, really like subscription services, right? It's, it's how they want to buy things now. Um, uh, and, uh, and so I think with, Certain things that we uh, offer our, our our partners, whether it's supplies or whether it's security or fleet management, I think um, you know you're going to see a lot of customers want uh, to buy that that uh, those services on subscription. So I think you'll you'll see that you know there'll be more and more subscription services um, uh, from you know at one point you know was you know just a hardware provider. Um, uh, and so we've, 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 we've crossed that, uh, we've crossed that line. We are listening to customers and partners subscription, uh, is here and will continue to evolve. I think that's the way we need to think about selling, uh, because it brings a great, uh, revenue opportunity for our partners. And the benefits it brings to the, uh, to the customer are that, you know, predictability, security, um, help with just managing tech, which can be a pain in itself. It is. And, and doing it in a way, uh, and, and, in a way that they, they want to do it. Um, it. You know, we could have always done that the traditional way, uh, but there's new ways of actually acquiring that expertise. And I think that's where I think you're going to see more and more of that uh, coming from HP. Yeah. And HP, I mean, going back as Hewlett Packard, it was, you know, one of the foundational companies in Silicon Valley that helped, build this tech world of ours. So I'm wondering, now you said you're no good at predictions, but come on, you must have an opinion on the metaverse and whether that's coming up soon. Oh, goodness. Uh, don't get me start talking about the metaverse. Um, <laughs> I, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's amazing what we're going through as, uh, you know, in technology. Um, I, I'm trying to stay away from certain parts of the metaverse. So... Um, <laughs> We'll see. We'll see what happens with that. Yeah, I'll I'll still take my vacations like on a real island. <laughs> John Camilleri from HP. Um, we've talked a lot about purpose and product and tech and predictions. Wondering if you have one more piece of advice for us. One final 
piece of advice or a tip for our entrepreneurs that they could implement in their businesses right away? You know, I, for me, it's, it's all about the people. Um, you know, I mean, the technology is, is there, but it's really about servicing people and, you know, meeting expectations. So, you know, uh, I said it earlier, I'll say it again. It really is all about the customer. Stay close to the customer. They will guide you. You will learn from them. They will learn from you. We need to continue to create that intimacy, albeit with a little more insight into the data, uh, for sure. Uh, but uh, stay strong. Focus on the customer, um, and and you know we'll all do really well. Okay, thank you so much, John. Um, you can't go wrong with that. I've been talking with John Camilleri, head of commercial channels for HP Canada, and I want to thank you, John, for being with us today, and HP for its support of Canadian entrepreneurs all these years, and for your support of Startup Canada. Pleasure. Thank you so much for tuning into another episode of the Startup Canada podcast. This show is produced by Lauren Hicks and Maddie Stiles, and it's made possible by the support of MasterCard and Scotiabank. Be sure to tune in every Tuesday for a new episode. Until next week, I'm your host, Rick Spence.